News Radio WGNS Murfreesboro. The views and opinions on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of WGNS, its management, other hosts, or advertisers. And good evening once again. Evan Lee Raymer here with you. I'm Ed Raymer, your host for the show. We've got a great guest with us tonight. Bill Levine is with Dr. Bill Levine, I should say, from Middle Tennessee State University. He is running for congressional – he's a congressional candidate for the District 37 seat in the State House, and we're glad to have him here. We're going to talk about some things that he's got on his mind and how he got here and how he got to where he is. Bill, how are you doing? I'm great, Ed. Thanks for having me on. It's a wonderful opportunity. If I forget, thank you for doing this. We, We appreciate it. Sure. Uh, what made you want to do this? Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of what's happening up there in Nashville in the State House, it's really uh, pushing me over the edge. I mean, I was trying to help the local party with communications, but um, once they started hitting on education, that, that's really a sore point because, uh, sure. you know, they're restricting freedom of speech with this divisive content bill, trying to restrict what uh, school librarians can do, you know, trying to make us feel guilty for just making students confront America. American history honestly and right. fully so uh you know besides that you could take them on on health care on uh you know just uh the other issues that are affecting people in their day-to-day uh lives here you know well there's a truckload i mean there's a truckload of issues that you know mm-hmm. that there sure. it seems they just uh, oh well, well we'll see me about that after the election you know it's always that's their the the, 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 the campaign cop-out you know you know See me about that. Well, how are you going to do this? Well, see me about that after the election, you know. And, of course, we're never seen again. You know? <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, Jax, let's go ahead. Jackson's on the board, and we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. And, like I said, Bill Levine is our guest. Dr. Bill Levine is here with us, and uh, we're going to have him for the balance of the hour. But for right now, my name is Evan Lee Raymer, and, yes, I'm still a private investigator. Welcome aboard. This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer on your good neighbor station, News Radio, WGNS, Murfreesboro. And that is a little stiff upper lip for you from ACDC. And this is the Lee Raymer Show. I'm your host, Ed Raymer. This show is produced at the studios of WGNS, AM 1450, 100.5 or 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can reach me and Dr. Levine tonight with your questions, comments, or ideas at 615-893-1450. That's 615-893-1450. You can also send us a text to that number, and our producer, Jackson, will be glad to read it over there for you, for those of you who do not wish to be heard live. Now, you can also listen to us live via the Internet at WGNSradio.com, and you can see us on Facebook at the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on WGNS. You can also download the WGNS app and take WGNS with you wherever you go and listen whenever you wish. And uh, Angela Bingham left here early. She had a great show earlier tonight. She's here with Simplicity on every Sunday night. Just about every Sunday night, unless she gets preempted by you know some of the MTSU sports. We are the flagship station, of course, for MTSU sports. And uh, but she's just doing a fine job there, and she's been at that about four years now. So support her if you if you can. 
and we appreciate your support here and my sponsors as well. Thank you all so much. I never forget you. Bill, thanks again for doing this. Um, you've never run for uh, public office before. No, nothing on this level. But, you know, if I think you go back to the principles of government, it should represent the, um, you know, best people who have the interests, the qualifications, the know-how of how government should work versus the way it's not working right now. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I want my chance. I want, uh, you know, people to get excited about this election. We can kick out the uh, corruption and fakeness in general that's happening up in uh, Nashville with the governor and his enablers, including my uh, opponent, my uh, colleague in a way, you know, Dr. Bauman, the uh, business department. Right. Yeah. And uh, how are y'all getting along over there? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you, Ed, traditionally, there's always been some antagonism between uh, people in the liberal arts who want a really uh, complete, balanced, thorough education. And, uh, you know, business people, I'm sure there's great people who do their job, prepare people for the world. But, uh, right. you know, maybe uh, just a little too narrow, because if my opponent can't even vote against a bill that's going to gut uh, higher education or or, you know, he's not looking deeply enough into the way the governor's funding is supporting, uh, you know, charter schools or vouchers. You know, there's this kind of false religiosity we get from the governor against public ed. We're, we're in trouble, I'll tell you. we got to fight back. Now, the, the, the funding of this, uh, or the wannabe funding of this uh, private education thing the voucher we're talking about vouchers basically yeah vouchers and the charter school uh, deals that the governor's arranged explain to our listeners what that is the charter schools and how that would Mm -hmm. work and how it goes yeah okay well in the particular case of uh, the governor he has uh, opened up a contract with a small uh, religious school college in michigan called hillsdale now I've heard they give excellent, you know, conservative but thorough education to the kids enrolled there, but they don't take government aid. So they've arranged to get these kind of uh, hyper-patriotic charter schools, supposedly teaching a better grade of education uh, really across the country, but it kind of played into our governor's hands because it uh, conflates patriotism and some sort of religious-based virtue. So, uh, you know, this is kind of like a con game. The governor gets to cherry pick these schools and say they're performing better than the public schools and you know you have outsiders running this and uh, some degree of privatization in in what should be a public trust so uh, yeah you know they can invent all kinds of reasons for these schools coming down here uh, supposedly to raise the level of K through 12 education but really uh, you know people have said this particular deal is the first time it's been so politicized it's not just about improving Improving educational quality. It's really trying to get these kind of docile, obedient, you know, uh, citizens uh, brought up to support the people we have in government right now. Well, but Bill, the the thing that that gets me about this, and I'm going to get some, I'll probably get some mail on this. But your people, your children, where where do they go to school? Well, our children are in private school, private school. Where do they go? Well, they go to well, some Christian account, whatever it may be, you know. So they're you're in faith based school. That's not a private school. A private school is Vanderbilt. <laughs> and I mean, and it makes them mad. It it rub, it kind of rubs them because they've been allowed to say they're going to a private school. And it is private, but it is faith-based. Correct? 
That is correct. Yeah, we got some pretty big academies here in town sure. with that backing. In fact, and that's my, fine uh, if you can afford to do that. That's fine. Oh, yeah, but I mean, you had public education. Looks like you've done pretty good for yourself. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for public education. Very few exceptions in my career where I haven't taught in public education. I've been teaching, uh, you know, full time for over 30 years now, and you know, even before that, uh, graduate school in Bloomington, Indiana, right. had some apprentice teaching there. So yeah, the government should just keep its hands out of um, any kind of the voucher or you know charters that have this kind of spin uh, completely, especially since we have very good schools down here i mean what sure. they need is more. we have people moving uh, here because support. of our schools here in rutherford county now that's not statewide <laughs> i understand that but <laughs> we have very good schools and i think our board has done a very good job and is doing a good job now we've got a growth problem there's no doubt about that but uh this faith-based thing i mean i've i've had a bit of an issue with that too with people saying they're in a private school because you know I had a guy tell me once, he said, I can almost tell by talking to a person. This was a college-educated man. He said, I can just about tell by a per- what, what type of schooling they had by talking to him. He said, I can talk to him about five minutes. And I see what he's talking about now, you know. So, at any rate, um, Jackson, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go to our first series of breaks, which we're going to do. And we're here with Dr. Bill Levine, who's running for uh, House Seat number 37, 37th District, congressional candidate and uh, we're going to talk more with him for the balance of the hour and we're going to take our first series of breaks right now if we could this is ed bramer coming to you from the edmund lee ramer show here on wgns back with you right after this stay with us Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is Michelle Hauser coming to you from Hauser & Associates. We are a law firm that is dedicated to family law and serving for those individuals that have family law needs. You can contact us through uh, our telephone is 615-801-8602, or you can also reach us through Facebook or our website, which is www.borough.com familylegal.com that's hello everyone it's ed with private investigations in middle tennessee you know if you just need someone checked out on a background check tag them a run or if you need someone full of fledged follow give us a call you can reach me at 615-390-7219 that's 615-390-7219 or check out our website at pi of mt That's PIofMT.com. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at CompleteYardCareTN.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. 
Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers. 352 West Northfield Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Welcome back to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show on News Radio WGNS. Thank you, Jackson. Much appreciated. We're here with Dr. Bill Levine. Bill, you came here, you got here uh, out of uh, New York. Well, not directly, but not directly, yeah, I had a long right, route. Yeah. Right. I grew right. up in New York, uh, lived there mostly through high school, little return during college here and there. Yeah. Out of Queens? That's right, but went to high school in the city, what we call a magnet school today, uh, Stuyvesant, right. great mm-hmm. math and science high school. And, right. you know, all my uh, classmates, a lot of them were, you know, like second, third generation Americans, and I saw them really right. apply their brains, you know, to move up in the world to uh, sure. put the effort sure. into it. So, you know, I, I'm happy to see that among a more diverse student population these days at MTSU as well. MTSU has really, I mean, since I got here in 1980, it's a whole different thing now absolutely I mean, and you joined in in when 98 98 i came 98. out here yeah. right yeah and your uh english literature i believe yeah or, english and yeah mostly literature you know do a little right. bit of like um intellectual history uh history of theory and criticism for graduate students really though right yeah. okay all right mm-hmm. and so now you're going to really mess things up and get into <laughs> politics <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, we folks in the English department, we know how to look at people's uh, political rhetoric and right. examine their that's arguments true. and really chop them up to see what's that's true, true yeah. and where they're uh, yeah. pulling right. the wool over our eyes, where they're, uh, you know. What's the one thing that you can tell me that I don't know that's really got you going good? I mean, that puts you into this. I'm, maybe there's two or three things that, mm-hmm. you know, and generally there are. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, I, I think I mentioned a little how I feel a great deal of corruption up there in the state capitol. Right. You know, everybody chasing after money and power and rubbing shoulders with the high and mighty. And, uh, you know, my opponent uh, puts his... Uh, time as an eagle scout 30 years ago on his campaign biography but let me tell you ed he's just not acting like an eagle scout recently right. yeah. he was trying to circumvent the uh, state bidding process for 10 care and get a three billion dollar uh, cut of that pie for a company that had a history of bid rigging you know and i'm glad phil williams up in phil, i was Channel just thinking yeah he embarrassed is, him yeah. put him on the hot seat so then that issue died but ridiculous that there was only one guy who even spoke in opposition a guy named john hodge from Clarksville, you know, because everybody right. is kind of, uh, you know, taking their own share of the same pie. And, you know, this guy who spoke out in opposition, he doesn't even want to run again for election. He's had enough of seeing how the lobbyists dictate, yeah. you know, right. what, what people are doing up there. Uh, you know, just this past week, I got two um, questionnaires from, uh, you know, gun rights uh, organizations, right? NRA, and then there's a Tennessee one. Yeah. And, you know, that, that to me is the classic example of 
um, groups that are arms of uh, you know an industry and just trying to aggressively uh, you know push for legislation in their favor right. to remove criminal penalties. And to me, I think it's not the Second Amendment; it's the First Amendment that's being threatened these days. If there's yeah, I'm not worried about the second. Yeah, the, the second and threats to gone. free speech. Sure. I agree. And uh, we had, as, as you know, Ken Paulson. Uh, at that time, I, I don't know. I think is he retired now, or did he? Yeah, he I, I probably still runs that First Amendment Center. Right. But he had a great career yeah. with uh, USA Today. USA Today when started he was up. instrumental in starting that, and just a fine fella and an educated fella, and knows his his business. He had people call him from all over the country mm-hmm. and say, "I'm getting ready to do a story here. What about? Can I say this? You know?" Mm-hmm. And so that's when he and I believe it was Deborah Fisher that had yeah. worked. They worked together there at the university. We're going back a few years now, and they put this First Amendment thing together. Uh, it was it was kind of like a book that he had that he always referenced to, and to put this together so that whoever these writers are will know. Okay, you can say this, but you better not say that. And it was very interesting, you know. And it was during. Trump administration, of course, they had no use for First Amendment material at all. So, <laughs> yeah, you got to fight for that, right? For First Amendment, I'll tell you. Sure, you know. So, uh, and I was glad to see that Phil Williams, what meetings he was allowed to get into. Uh, you know, is that even legal? Can they have well, private affairs like that? Yeah, you know, I think um, that's the problem with politics right now. You need more of these impartial uh, governing bodies to look over those politicians who have their hands in the till. So, you know, there is a perfectly fair bidding process as far as I understand it. You know, a lot of these guys are being investigated by the Bureau of uh, Campaign Ethics with right. uh, the former House Speaker Caseta and his uh, what, you know, Chief of Staff Cothran who yeah, set would... up a phony corporation had a phony treasurer's oh, yeah, girlfriend like, like, what, and uh, my drawn into that yeah, investigation. Right. He was getting some money from one of the shell, uh, you know, uh, corporations that they established or PACs right? right. The, yeah, um, the Family Faith Foundation Fund or something like that yeah so uh you know how do you keep these people out of the influence of money i th- say you vote them out you know i'm not interested in going into this for power or money i want to correct the imbalances we have in the political sphere in our state right now and you know maybe it'd be tough to push out the governor for a second term i can always hope so but right. who yeah. is aiding and abetting him you have to go for the weakest links in the chain you know you have to make people believe in the system that uh, not all politicians are just in it for their you know self-interest i mean i'm 64 years old already uh i just want to see the promised land i want to see right what you were telling me Agreed. a little before the show the pendulum has to turn the other way when right. enough people are fed up with um you know these self-serving uh supposed leaders we have in the state and really want to um have those basic needs of you know whatever paycheck to paycheck are they still you know living in a way that they could survive with like rents going up uh, dramatically around here right you know they have enough for food they have decent health care. It can go on and on. You know, how is education something they can believe in to uh, improve their prospects? You know, uh, just anything, right. you know, can they, they afford to have all these um, kind of cutbacks in in groups that have been campaigning for better rights for decades and decades and you have uh, government just kind of you know quelling just, them, making cr- them just, just kicking them, you know, putting, putting them to the side, sweeping them on the rug. Exactly. Right. You know. And the latest one this week is the abortion issue, of yeah, course. Yeah, you bet. And uh, I say this week, going back into last week, mm. uh, you know, and that's going to affect women 
not only women, that can eventually affect all of us in a very negative negative way. Mm-hmm. Because we're already hearing something about contraceptive rights being stepped on as well. And there's people right here in this state that, well, that's the way it's got to be. It's the way it all be. Well, you know, uh, not necessarily simply because you had some guy put a majority of, uh, of justices on the Supreme Court, you know, for his benefit, you know. And uh, it's, it's been it's gotten ridiculous, really. Yeah, that was crazy, that leak. I mean, unprecedented, really, that somebody could take a whole 96-page, uh, you know, what, argument uh, from right. Vanding Roan Wade. I mean, he wanted to push it, uh, Alito, the main author, towards right. the states and the legislature, but he knew how that was going to turn out when you have these copycat uh, laws that are banning abortion more and more sure. drastically each year. And even the um, abortion uh, pharmaceuticals, right, they're probably going to intercept mail orders of that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was around when uh, Roe versus Wade was passed and, yeah. you know, it was supposed to be for the betterment of society, for the health of women, not looking for those back alley abortions or self-abortions. God help us, right? Yeah, the girl uh, with a coat hanger in a bathtub yeah, and all that. Yeah. We've heard that. And they, people think that's not true, but it's a fact. No, you, you can find awful uh, cases in history when women were shamed like that. And poor women, of course, are going to be affected more than others. Sure. The ones who can, you know, even afford to bring up uh, one kid, much less, you know, a whole uh, addition to the family. So, right. yeah, we um, I'm afraid we're going to have to find ways of legally challenging, you know, a lot of these uh, rigid ordinances against abortion if the right. Supreme Court follows through on what we suspect. Now, you may have to cover, has the ACLU chimed in on this? Because I have not heard that much from them. You know, all I've heard are the big voices that have been talking, but I know the ACLU gets involved. Yeah, yeah, there's already a good kind of a counter discussion of what kind of strategies are, you know, available besides, uh, you know, the pharmaceuticals. I mean, government property, apparently you can perform abortions and the state can't do anything about it, though I don't exactly know what, you know, government facilities will be available. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the split we have between red and blue states, blue states can codify these laws and then they'll be permanent. But, yeah, you're almost going to have to have like an underground railroad for a while to bring the women to the places where it's still safe to get abortions right and 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 your key word there is safe you know these people have to know what they're doing yeah but, so i mean the aclu i think they're waiting for you know the law obviously to be implemented in just the first case of somebody challenging uh you know if the state is can be said to be threatening somebody's right to survival if it's a question of the mother's health even in getting an abortion or bearing the child of a rapist that kind of thing sure i couldn't believe that you know rape incest or threat to the to, to the life the life of the mother i mean I I just know that doctors, uh, and I'm looking at reaching out to maybe one or two, it would tell you that at sometimes abortion is a necessary medical procedure. It's horrible. No party is for abortion. Well, you know, and folks, let me clear that up to you right now while I've got Dr. Levine here. We're not for abortion. It's a horrible situation. It's a terrible thing. Are there women that have slipped through the cracks? Yes, that's going to happen. That's government. That's part of it. That's the world. But on the whole, ladies, you know, they're playing fire with your body. I mean, they are. They're they're playing. They're, you know, they're playing Russian roulette with your with your rights. If you're not careful, you know, hey, 
you know, you've got some guys that are Republicans. I'll tell you right now, they would take away your right to vote right now, sweetheart, right now. Yeah, it's a fact. Now I'm not throwing I'm not throwing Doctor Levine in that in that pool. That's this is me talking. This is Ed Raymond talking. Isn't that Doctor Levine? But <clears throat> you see what I'm getting at. I mean, well, certainly. I mean, I think these people passing this kind of uh, high moral ground, holier than thou type legislation, they don't know what's going on on the ground level. You know, they're just trying to dictate morality without even thinking of the. Uh, situation that you know a woman barely uh, struggling to make rent uh, put food on her table you know now a child is coming how's she gonna live with that especially if it threatens her health so sure. uh, mm-hmm. yeah nobody is saying this is you know option number one I mean we think we need uh, people to be more educated obviously about their health and about uh, you know reproduction rights but yeah it shouldn't be in the hands of uh, you know legislators just trying to cater to a political base that's um, you know going to feel superior because they're right. pushing somebody else underneath them sure because this is i mean and with all due respect a bunch of legislators they're not doctors most of the most time they're not very few people that are in medicine have time to really get into politics if they're they're really into it <laughs> now let me ask you you're running the 37th district can you tell people where this is now because there's some people that may be voting for you that don't they don't they won't know it until they walk in the booth well i'll tell, tell you ed when i first started getting signatures for my petition to run i mean right. i didn't even have an up-to-date map it wasn't up there in the state house and right. uh, only some people who got their orange you know election cards which really should be your source your voter cards you know and i know they were a little slow at the election commission they do a good job but sure. you know to change yeah. it with everybody with these district lines changing right so the best way i can describe it is if you live between uh, Broad Street and Memorial going all the way up to the county line, which includes parts of Smyrna and Laverne, though it's a little bit jagged, you know, there right. they've got some new districts, wedge districts they've uh, got in there. Um, but yeah, I also have the west area of campus uh, going up between Northfield and Clark. And um, yeah, I think that. You have a way downtown has been cut up a little bit, but I still pretty much have everything west of um, Highland, right? Or actually, yeah, it would be east of Highland. See, even I don't know the exact uh, I know, yeah, directions, I understand. it goes down to Main Street on that, that level. So, yeah, it's uh, 80,000 people from what I've heard. You know, of course, they're scattered in, in various places. But, you know, we should really not have five or six uh, state house districts in a town like Murfreesboro anyway, even if it is growing i mean i think if we had more of a solid uh core of, of voters across say the downtown community we could really speak up and decide which candidates we want exactly. as opposed to being grouped right. in and gerrymandering basically you know with people who live out somewhere in um you know the rural areas of lebanon you know they might, near lebanon anyway they might have completely different uh you know political ideas so you know that's how the state house people keep their power dividing conquer you know thin out the districts that might be voting against them and uh you know if i get to stay in there long enough i think we should have an independent commission to redistrict it shouldn't be in the hands of the uh, governing party the people that are elected yeah, that just right. wants to hold their lock on things and i hear that's even happening in the uh, county commission level block by block even right yeah it's um it's it's it will come eventually i, I really believe that uh because i mean it's going to have to 
if we're going to maintain any any degree of, of order of this at all. There are people that don't even know who, who you are that they won't know until they walk into the booth. Who is this guy and who is the other guy? You know, mm-hmm. and they won't know. So <clears throat> that's one reason we've got you here tonight is hopefully some people will get to know you. And uh, they'll be listening later in the week, too, because I have a lot of people that don't listen at night. They'll keep us for their podcast, so it's on podcasts. They pull it up while they're at work or whatever the case might be. I've got a good friend in Kentucky that does that. Not that anybody in Kentucky is going to be able to vote for you, but, but well, you know, they might send you a couple of dollars. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Friends in the district. Use every, and I'm now, certainly going to post this sure. uh, among the you know local Democratic Party. You know, that's sure. our go-to sure. point. So. Uh, we've had the primary now this past week here in, in, in our county this thing's starting to shake out a little bit and that uh, was a Republican primary predominantly and that's shaking out so now everybody knows pr- pretty well where everybody's going to stand we have some independents that will be running against some of those candidates mm-hmm. um, and of course you're against uh, Charlie Baum is it? That's right Charlie Baum uh, business professor at MTSU and uh, both of us going unopposed in the primary in August when people vote you know for the final results of those city and county commission uh, positions right but the general election where people will vote on mm-hmm. Bill Lee's future as well in November that's when we're up for our contest so yeah I'm, I'm going to So your to get... contest will come in in November Yeah right. yeah that, that intense season i think is going to be from august to november when uh you know we really have to uh make sure we've got enough people out there registered and voting right. and caring about the process now are we going to be having a bunch of country ham breakfast and all that which is big here in well, the south you know, even now I'm, I'm getting invites i'm surprised how important i am suddenly but, I, I know it's it's unbelievable know, there's even yeah. groups like in laverne they have a water rescue unit i think it's a lot of ex-police and military people right but apparently they yeah. had a big country ham breakfast i would have gone if there hadn't been another uh, event down here in the Bradley Academy, you know, the traditional African-American school for a uh, community empowerment group called Rise. And they, they sound like they were doing great work, you know, helping with even things like vocational training and, you know, making sure that uh, everybody can, you know, get the means to lift themselves up by their bootstraps. Sure. Yeah. Beth Priest is listening to us. Thank you, Beth. I appreciate your support. And I know Charlie will, too. Yeah, I just um, contacted Beth the other day. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, she's uh, a supporter of this broadcast, and I, I appreciate all the help. Again, oh, Hooper Penuel's out in uh, Las Casas. Hooper used to be the uh, director of elections here. Yeah, and he's on our uh, Democrat board, too. <coughs> right. The executive yeah, team. and uh, we, we've got some good people. And I want to tell you, folks, these, these folks here have put together some pretty good candidates than what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you've got Dr. Levine here. you got Dr. Anita Heron. Uh, her doctor is in education and uh you know other candidates and of course uh matt was on last week matt burke uh graduated from uh, uh, west point yeah and uh these you all are qualified people you people are this is something that's a bit strange of course you're from out of town (laughs) (laughs) a long time ago yeah but you know i am too I am too. Right, so, you're you from know. Western Kentucky, but right. you know, I mean, I, I you could say I've been living in the South. Even Bloomington, Indiana, to me, was very southern. Yeah, it's pretty. University. Yeah, it yeah, is. Bloomington, so close to Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It's so uh, that goes back to the '80s, even when I was in grad school. Yeah. You know, Kentucky and West, Western Kentucky and Indiana, mm-hmm. known as, as in high schools, basketball country. You know, they wrote, they did the movie oh, Hoosiers yeah. about well, I was that. there with Bobby Knight at his right. prime, right? Yeah, and oh, I was man. in uh, Texas for nine years. So you know, I mean, they're kind of like 
second nation in themselves, but that's right. you know, very yeah. uh, obviously oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, affected basket. by everything we like in the deep south they like out in Texas, too. Right, you know? yeah. It's, it's pretty rural, you know. And, you know, Democrats have lost a lot of, a lot of that support mm-hmm. out there. And why do you think that is? Yeah, I think um, a lot of people after 9-11 especially, they got um, kind of paranoid, defensive, and they jumped over to this side that was all about, you know, uh, getting military action in the Middle East and preventing, you know, foreigners from entering our country. And, you know, I actually saw the uh, demise of the last Democrat governor probably in Texas, Ann Richards. She came out to my school once in Del Rio and, uh, you know, the rise of George W. Bush. So, I mean, the people wanted this kind of outsider out politics. So um, I'm happy the tide is turning in a way in Texas with Beto O'Rourke. I mean, he made a very good uh, challenge to Ted Cruz. I hope he does better next time, you know, and uh, Texas is a good springboard for somebody who wants to get onto the national scene as well. So, uh, you know, it's when people feel like they've been uh, cheated, bamboozled, right, by the party that's just all about uh, supporting the, you know, rich classes that they have to turn to the people who get down there on the ground, Mm -hmm. community people, yeah. The grunts, Mm -hmm. yeah. We had a caller, and I'm we had a caller, and uh, did you miss it, Jackson? Call back, please. Jackson was away. He was in, in the middle of something back there in, in, in the other studio. Uh, so please call back, and we'll we'll get that. Yeah, and you know um, there was a lot of backlash during the Obama regime, too. It made a lot of people, you know, angry that this man was president, and then they uh, right. jumped ship, you know, yeah, for the know. worst president in history who followed him, I would yeah. say. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's you yeah. know. Doctor, that is maybe an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, we don't want to make him the center of our yes. attention tonight. No, please call or call back. We're sorry about that. That uh, that's my. I should have said something to Jackson about it. I didn't know he was back there working on something else. Um, <coughs> you've been teaching for how long? How many years have you yeah, been? Yeah, yeah. Well, started? MTSU since '98, so you know, I guess they'll be giving me my 25th uh, anniversary uh, letter opener or something pretty soon. <laughs> but uh, you know, before that, Texas, <laughs> yeah. nine years full time, and then uh, yeah, Indiana. You know, kind of like an apprentice situation as a uh, graduate school uh, doctoral candidate, but you know, having a lot of teaching there. That was a good school to train people in teaching. We had a lot of right. classes. Now, of course, when it comes to campaigning. What will be, how will you, how will you go about this? Because, you know, you got a lot of people that get into this. They think they can just go on Facebook, throw out a few yard signs, and that's campaigning. <laughs> that's not it at all. No, I mean, you're going to have to really press the, the flesh. And, and um, you know, President Kennedy said once that if a man ever shakes your hand, you've probably got his vote. <laughs> so, now, I don't know if that still holds true or not. But uh, I'm a firm believer in face-to-face, you know, connection. I, I agree. And uh, these days, you know, it's a pretty sophisticated system. Like, you can get a list of all the people who would vote on your side, pretty much. And, you know, it's a big district, 80,000 people. 80,000 people. So, yeah, I wow. wish in an ideal situation I could go around to every household. But I think I'm going right. to have to focus on areas where I know I'm going to get people who can tell their friends and they'll tell their friends. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. think I've right. got a lot of the university on my side. Not that they hate the business department or anything, but, you know, they, they right. think it's 
kind of heinous that somebody is not in favor of education who's our representative, you know, and even if that's his bread and butter, that's his yeah. job. So, uh, you know, I've heard again, Laverne would be a very favorable uh, community. A lot of people there think they're living in Nashville already, right? And they right. tend to pull with yeah. the uh, more forward thinking candidates. So I, I just want to check where you're getting a phone. You got uh, a phone call? Yeah. We have a phone call. I can call talk your... about how I'll campaign a little later. Okay. You're on the air. Go ahead, caller. I just wanted to ask the uh, candidate. There was a bill here a while back, a few months ago, I guess. Um, I'm not sure if the legislature voted on it. I don't know if it's on the, president, on the governor's desk. But it was to do with when I was in school, I took a class, Tennessee history, learned all about Tennessee, had the blue book, went to the Capitol and things of that nature. So uh, they, they, want, they want to have a class. It's for, it was from um, when you're in fifth to eighth grade. And what it what it was what it was going to be is to learn the learn t- Tennessee history, but bl- the black history in Tennessee, Tennessee black history. I should know what you thought about that. If that should be in the public schools, or I don't know, I guess both public and private schools. And I'll just hang up listening. Uh, good luck with your campaign. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Jeff Neal, good supporter of our broadcast. Um, now, do you know what he's talking about? Because I, I'm kind of rusty on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, a little bit of that got garbled. I'm sorry, but. Um, yeah. I, if I can rephrase the question, uh, how do I think that the history of the African Americans in Tennessee should be taught where it should be taught? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, the issue of public and private schools, I, I think that should be on everybody's agenda. And, you know, I'm all in favor of institutional autonomy, right? I don't think the state should keep stepping in on what local municipalities or, you know, school districts have decided. These are professional people. They know their business. And I mean, it would be hard for me to even think anyone in a reasonably educated part of Tennessee is going to say that you should not teach uh, how there was problematic relations, obviously, during, you know, pre-Civil War, but going into the Jim Crow uh, era where, you know, we still have traces of segregation in the way uh, colleges and school districts are set up. So uh, I think for kids of that age, fifth to eighth grade, you could definitely make it more, you know, progressive uh, as they get older in how much they'll confront of, um, you know, the disenfranchisement of, of African-Americans also the way they fought back and you know unfortunately we can't exert control over what private schools do but i think right. they need sure. accreditation by legitimate authorities if they're going to be worth anything yeah i mean and uh, the, the recent thing on taking certain books out of classes i mean i mean i mean on on whose authority Who's Bill? Who's supposed to make this decision? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if we lived in Florida, I would blame everything on Rick uh, DeSantis, right? But yeah, um, but yeah, you know, to even say a math book that's teaching kids to help each other and have a positive disposition is somehow teaching them something too emotional, too uh, fuzzy wuzzy, instead of just making them focus on their work. Yeah, I mean, there's this extreme slippery slope argument about how uh, you know any kind of validation of a kid who's trying trying to uh, learn something that's difficult, you know, are we, um, what, showing some kind of uh, 
bias or uh, teaching them, you know, dangerous liberal ideas, right? Are we indoctrinating them? Right. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, you get these kinds of groundswells in the legislature. And if far to start something, you know, Tennessee might be marching just two steps behind that. And, uh, you know, you have this kind of pretension of moralism or um, infantilizing, I would even call it, of uh, students who, you know, are naturally curious. They they want to uh, see what's been uh, buried in history. You know, they, they really care. This generation of students especially, I see them cooperating with each other, you know, watching out for each other more than in any other generation. You know, I, I do too. And, you know, there's something about that. Younger minds... And, and me and you know this. We're both 64. You know, they're more pliable than, than to use that term, than our minds are. I mean, we've been forged pretty good by the time we hit 64. Now, uh, and you and I, we don't agree on everything, I'm sure. But, I mean, we agree on a lot of things. I can tell just what, what conversation, little conversation we already had. But... A, you know, a, a, a child's mind. When I say a child, I'm talking about even into their teens, mid-teens. They ask questions, and they want to know, you know. And it's something like like children asking in grade school, Mommy, where does, baby, where does the baby come from? You know, well, that's a pretty fair question, you know. And it is amazing to me, and I went back, and I got this from Stephanie Rule on the 11th hour. And I went back to one of George Carlin's old skits that he did. We, we had the abortion thing. And, you know, Carlin was a pretty smart guy. He was very good with language. He, yeah, I, believe he was, I believe he was an English teacher as well, I That's think. That's right. I think maybe one I phase in his was. career. Yeah. yeah, one phase in his career. He was an educated man. And I thought, you know, we have to have a comic to, <laughs> to, to – to explain things to us in a language that we, in you know, just basic English that we can all understand. Now, of course, he used some flavorful language in there, too, which I would not suggest. But it's a fact. Some things are very simple when you when you boil it all down to gravy, as Mike Wallace was 60 minutes used to say. <laughs> you boil it all down to gravy. This is not a complicated subject at all, you know. And when you start taking books out of school, I mean... Yeah, I think you're going to drive kids underground. You know, they'll find it one way or another. Oh, they're going to find got, it. Uh, well, you know, libraries that are saying they'll make the content electronically available if they can't find it locally in their school. Well, sure, and you've got the, they have another problem that's come up. It's called this thing's called the internet. I don't know if they've heard of this or yeah, but I mean, it you know, nothing is, is is secret anymore. Unfortunately, you can find just about anything you want to find. For example, on YouTube, mm-hmm. I watch YouTube all the time. You know. Sometimes stuff is good, other times it's it's not. You know, I mean, you can get basic information, but I wouldn't want to get my medical advice from YouTube. <laughs> no, you know I'm what I'm not saying? Not a doctor. I've only uh, done the research on YouTube right now. That's Yeah, but you know, I mean, kids they know when somebody is uh, giving them the bull. You yeah, know, I mean, they, they can have detect a radar, it. right? Right. They so, can. So uh, you know, the school shouldn't be uh, encouraged to join that process, right? Like sure. uh, keeping uh, kids ignorant or censoring material that you know is important for them to learn uh, know what kind of a you know uh, country they've they've uh, lived in how they can make it better yeah i mean and it's like you know what was it uh christopher columbus came here and he he thought he landed in india and he called the people the the native americans called them indians <laughs> that's how they got the, 
the name Indians. He thought if I, story's right. Am I right? He yeah, yeah, thought he landed in confusion, India. Right. You know, ever since because you have to say like, East Indians versus you know Native <laughs> Americans. But now you have uh, tribes that want to keep the Indian word too. So, sure, uh, sure they do. Yeah, you know, Iroquois yeah. and uh, you know and that's another all thing the rest, that students want to learn. Right. You know, they yeah. should learn the Trail of Tears. They should have like when I was a kid, I right. remember uh, some of the Mohawks would do a presentation at the public schools and you know just um all in their ceremonial garb and you know teach us the games they would play but yeah some of those games were kind of confrontational like you try to intimidate your opponent you know, <laughs> shooting something through a hoop but uh yeah i mean that right. thing you know you can't be high and mighty and look down on uh, the people you know who you think um you know you, they don't belong to your group you have to work with these people every day you know you have to dissolve well these that's exactly boundaries. right yeah and I always raised our children so you know you better be careful that kid you might be bullying in school because mm-hmm. you may walk in one day to apply for a job and there he sits behind the desk mm-hmm. you never know <laughs> Karma sudden, catches up uh-huh, it catches up with you mm-hmm. we're going to go to our last series of breaks and jackson will get in here in just a minute um and i i want to i'm going to have you hook up i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you throw one of these big ham breakfasts. i think that'd be a good thing for you to do doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay evan lee raymer Dr. Bill Levine is our guest. He's been good enough to come up and spend the balance of the hour with us. And he is a candidate for District 37. Somewhere around 80,000 of y'all are going to be voting for this man, hopefully, come this fall. And we're going to finish up. And when we get back, we'll go to our last series of breaks. Jackson, if you will, please. This is Ed Raymer for the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Back with you in just a couple minutes. Stay with us. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is Michelle Hauser coming to you from Hauser & Associates. We are a law firm that is dedicated to family law and serving for those individuals that have family law needs. You can contact us through uh, our telephone is 615-801-8602, or you can also reach us through Facebook or our website, which is www.borough.com familylegal.com Hello everyone, it's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged of follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at completeyardcaretn.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. 
go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers. 352 West North Hill Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Show on News Radio WGNS. All right, and we are back for our last few minutes here with Dr. Bill Levine. Now, tell her you were just going over with Jackson on what you do at MTSU. Let people know that. Let them know. I, f- I find it very interesting. Yeah, sure. Well, I uh, right now my course I teach most often is a general education. Uh, sophomore intro to literature course and years ago we were encouraged not to make that just generally about literature but to have a theme so um, I've been writing about music for a long time and you know jazz is what I especially advocate for so I tried to combine my interests and do a course in the literature of jazz and blues about the musicians and the culture of the jazz I'm writing a book about the way jazz works in Nashville music too so uh, that that always gets like the people from recording industry from what used to be called mass comm Right. media and entertainment that's my and, wife's know, bunch if we're yeah. lucky we get some real musicians in there too right. they know can't keep me honest but um just a few years ago i decided uh try to get really ambitious readings even for these students who are you know still being introduced to literature so philosophy and literature we read uh, dostoevsky we read kafka voltaire so really great authors and uh you know students know in that class you really got to crack down you really got to read those books carefully and right. think about yeah. them you know yeah. issues of good and evil or true and false uh, right you know as the best writers in the world now I when you're say. talking about blues do you get into like for example 3220 blues and um robert johnson and in this type of situation or are you going back that far well where, you where know you um, we teach a play every time i do this called marini's black bottom by august wilson you know netflix just did a uh, video adaptation of that with viola davis and the late chadwick boseman right. so um yeah that actually works on the robert johnson story one of the right. uh, mischievous characters i would say the antagonist you know this hotshot young trumpeter who wants to undercut the old musicians and be the next big star like ma rainey uh, his name is Levy, and that's who Bozeman plays in the play in the uh, drama. But yeah, he is compared to Robert Johnson selling his soul to the devil at the crossroads, and uh, even right. to like uh, Doctor Faustus, right, who sold the soul of the devil to get all the knowledge in the world, all the magical arts. So uh, yeah, whenever possible, we try to frame these stories in the time of history. You know, in that place set in the 1920s. So you know, the mass uh, migration, right, the Great Migration from the southern right. rural area to cities like Chicago, where right. it's at. St. Louis, all yeah. that, yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> so many songs are based on 3220 blues. I mm-hmm. play guitar myself, mm-hmm. and a uh, little piano and all that. We've had a band we had together, me and my brothers, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an enjoyable thing to do. And, uh, you know, I think, of course, if it hadn't been for the blues, you'd never had rock and roll. 
you know. Right, or soul music, soul anything mu- that anything came like from that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought one of the worst things in the music business ever happened was Stax Records having to fold, you know. Mm-hmm. Nice museum there in Memphis, though. I, I mean, know. they really uh, did a good job with making you walk through what the studio atmosphere must have right. been like in those days. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting. It's, it's been a pleasure to meet you. I'm glad you came up here. It's great. We've, folks, we've got a good candidate here for this 30th, 37th district. I want you to get out there and support this man because he's the real deal, okay? And, and you know I'm going to support musicians, too, with what we just talked about. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. you just have to. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's just a it's it's just a good field that you're in i I like i I like what you're doing i really do you know not that you need my seal of approval or anything but you know i really do i'm glad i'm glad to see you're doing this well i hope uh you know your listeners can tell their friends and you know with the democratic party here in rutherford county we can use uh anyone who wants to help there's a place for them no matter what level they want to contribute and you know i think that's how we grow uh trust in politics you know you shouldn't be uh burned out and bittered about the process you know you can make the process by joining up and building these groups and supporting the people who you really want to represent you not just uh you know folding your tent and saying uh oh forget it i'm out yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know a good friend of mine he's become a good friend over over the last several years hooper penuel i've heard of howard hooper penuel we mentioned mentioned him earlier and he he's a supporter of, of this broadcast and he'll be a supporter of you because he has gotten back into it in a big way. He took a break for a while, which I can understand. He was uh, administrator of elections for a long time when the Democrats were in charge. And then he lost that, and I think he, he was kind of just wrung out. And I, I can understand that happening. Uh, but Alan Farley's doing that job now and doing a fantastic job. We don't have the problems that a lot of other people do. Yeah, I agree. Alan, opening up all those polls where people can vote anywhere and not be restricted to your district and early voting is, a, is great. Just yeah. a fantastic idea. Yeah, it's, and they it's actually great. got the maps I needed before the state did. I think the state still hasn't changed the maps of the district. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, they want to confuse you know, people. Right. Oh, well, they're working on it. We'll- yeah, that's what they'll tell you if you call them out. But no, I mean, you call up the Bureau of Election Finance, and they're busy doing investigations. They have subpoena power, you know, with yeah. some of these people who are getting their hands dirty up there. So, right. uh, you yeah. know, my goal is to make politics clean. You know, the more you have uh, money being tossed around, the more likelihood, you know, you have these career politicians who just want to keep a lock on that, you know, and then if you invite me back again, I'm definitely doing a um, investigation on my own of the uh, fundraising for my opponent. Oh, yes, I plan to have you back before before your final election. Yeah, that that season after August and going to November. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, Uh, you are more than welcome anytime. I tell all my people pick up the phone you've got my number now do not hesitate i'll tell all of you as well too uh, if you have my number you have 615-390-7219 you can google it. it's no big deal uh if you call me sometime and you cannot reach me please leave me a message because with the phone last time you know i, I left today we had a mother's debate by the way happy mother's day to all the moms um and our children uh, our son and daughter had to get together for for my wife over to our daughter's our daughter's place and i left my phone at the house to be charged and it's so peaceful <laughs> you know, it's like you've got a a leash around your neck all the time you know i, I say this before 
Doctor, I left one day. I had to go to Nashville because I did process service a lot back then. And I ran a lot into Nashville, Murray County, Columbia. All, I was all over Middle Tennessee, Clarksville. Uh, and I got about here, but I had to run to Nashville to do something, whatever it was. And I got about halfway there and I said, oh, I left my phone. And I said, well, I, I can't go back now. It's too late. I can't go back and get it. It was one of those peaceful afternoons I'd had in, in a long time. <laughs> Without that thing ringing and, you know, what you do and where you at. <laughs> they, I, you know, just it, it, maybe occasionally we ought to take a day and just leave the phone at home, maybe, you know. Yeah, I wish I could. I mean, unfortunately, oh. with confidential information, like for banks or even logging into my school, you know, you I, need that dual authentication. Yeah, so this I thing know. is like another bodily organ. I don't know I'm telling you. I want to thank you so much. We wish you the very best, and yes, you will be back. And I have a feeling, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see a different candidate because you're just now really getting wound up. Yeah, to, yeah, we've really got you know, to start we got past uh, the primaries, up yeah. material and uh, you know, right. getting out to more people and hearing what they want to say. So. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And having a, a, a track to run on is, is important, too, not just running because yeah, against you're running. Somebody yeah, against somebody. Yeah, against somebody. And... Uh, you know, and like I say, the pendulum always swings, Doctor. And uh, sometimes ever so slowly, sometimes quickly. You never can tell. Yeah, and like you, you know. said, you know, when I came here and you came here earlier than me, I mean, we had solid Democrats, and I think we still have that, uh, you know, uh, memory of uh, people who served among the, uh, you know, older people in the community who, who really believed with we do. the political system. And, and we had, uh, you know, John Bragg was in the state house, mm-hmm. Governor McWhorter was in the, mm-hmm. in the governor's mm-hmm. chair, and... Uh, yeah, David Womack and the same Andy, Womack. Andy Womack. Andy yeah, Womack. David and, is his son with the insurance right. business, right? And uh, yeah, it's uh, you know it, it was ju- it was a different world. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But uh, that world can exist again. It can. Thank you so much. Hope it will. I appreciate you. you. And he, this this gentleman will be back, folks. Doctor Bill Levine, remember him. He is your congressional candidate for District 37, the seat in the state house. Please remember him. Now, we're going to get out of the way here and give Bill time to get in here and do his thing. Until next uh, Sunday night, Edwin Lee Raymer with you. Until then, I'll see you then. Catch you down the road. Good night. This is Rich Schmidt from Haynes True Bay Hardware. Win the battle against weeds with a trip to Haynes True Bay Hardware. Save now on Roundup Weed and Grass Killer Concentrate Plus. A 36.8 ounce bottle is just $29.99 after a $4 instant rebate for True Value Rewards members. Roundup's fast acting formula destroys tough weeds and grasses down to the root. You'll see visible results in 12 hours. Don't miss this and other outdoor bargains a month while supplies last at Haynes True Bay Hardware. 1807 Memorial Boulevard. You know, everyone has a more. First, it's a pony. Then to be on the cheer squad. Your more grows.